0: right, welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into this show. Okay, it's Friday night, and I almost didn't get here, just so you know. Almost didn't make it. My Wi-Fi went down earlier. I was um, in the studio with Steve Meads and a few other guys, Omar and Clarence Mitchell and Augie Nost. And we were talking about what... uh, Steve Meads is going to be presenting tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow that he's on tomorrow or, or Sunday this weekend at the summit that we're doing the um, unmasking summit. It's a three-day, three-day webinar event. It'll be almost twelve hours a day for three days. Twenty-eight speakers, six MCs. I'm one of them. I'll be interviewing or to at least listening to Steve Meads while well, he talks about. His stuff had a great chat, and then all of a sudden, Omar went down, his whole Wi-Fi. Then mine went down, and I didn't get back on until literally 15 minutes ago, right? Literally just got back on just in time to throw this thing together and get us and get it in gear and only come on a couple minutes late. So share this out, share this out, share this out. Today is the law of one. We will be talking about the law of one. I was going to have the guys on to talk about... Um, the uh, event this weekend but it looks like uh i I mentioned it to them in the chat hey guys i'm about to go live who wants to come uh now that i'm alive this way with my camera on i can't bring them on because i'm using my operating system uh that is my personal one that i do use for free and this one i don't have in call or in in show uh calling so i so i can't dial up somebody and bring them in right the way i'm using this because i'm using it offline i'm using the camera in the studio So if I were using a, you know, a a messenger or Zoom or any one of those, I could just have them, uh, you know, enter the call. Can't do that now. They'll have to be in the chat. I am monitoring the chat. So share this out, share this out, share this out. Like I said, it's Friday night. Love one. And apparently uh, people are having problems all over the Internet with the Internet. So if you're able to see, welcome, we are live. Right. And if you're not, then you'll have to pick this up later on during the show at some point or on your favorite podcast or whatever right so I'll be live talking about this right now so um, let me turn the sound back up so we're going to law one we're on session 92 law one I guess I could turn my camera on there see me namaste there I am on the screen for you guys to see right so <clears throat> we're on a session 92 of the law of one so I'm not going to waste any more time like I said uh, it was already kind of running late Wi-Fi was going down don't know if it's going to stay up. So. Hopefully it will. Uh, it's, it's going down all up and down the state. Apparently, I talked to a friend of mine who's in the San Francisco Bay Area, and she said she went into some store down there, and their entire system was down. It had crashed, right? So in, and that they were she was having the same problems at her house, uh, and so that, and then it happened here, all the way up into Canada, where uh, Omar is. He went down. I went down. <laughs> Craziness, sunspots, something, solar flare, mass, coronal mass ejection. Who knows, right? can't tell okay so it's the law of one I'm gonna go ahead and, and uh, switch over here we're on a uh, session 92 the uh, if you don't know what the law of one is I always try to throw that out there just in case you found this for the very first time and you're like what the heck is this going on here between 1981 and 1984 a group called the LL research group using channeling a form of ESP tried to reach out to the universe to find out if there was life out there anything anybody and they made contact not with just a single person but an entire species a hive mind complex all thinking and communicating as one and this species said we are raw yeah raw so Don, the questioner says well we have a raw here on earth in history and they said yes we are raw that was us we walked among your people we built your pyramids So that was session one of 106 that went on between 1981 and 1984. Six books were written from those sessions. We here at Orion Rising have been covering each session, session by session, for almost three years, and we are on session 92 every Friday night, 4 p.m. U.S. Pacific time. And we're going to continue doing that until we get through all 106. And today we're going to be on number 92. So let me switch over here. The information that I use is a video that um, Maffy Moose on YouTube, they put together the, uh, all of the six books and have a computer speaking it so that you can hear it. And it's an English male voice speaking the book. And you can also see it on the screen. So if you're on your screen and you go into full screen, which I will be doing as well, I'll go into full screen on that screen so that you can go into full screen. You can actually see the words and read along with Ra as Ra and Dawn are having a conversation through Carla. Okay, and Carla is constantly under attack. They open this session with talking about her being in pain and being under attack. All right, so let's go ahead and hop over here. Let me change your guys' view to here. That's the studio for YouTube or for Facebook so let me go into YouTube and we'll have that set up here and I'll go on full screen and this is the law of one the raw material law of one by a humble messenger of the law of one session 92 July 8th 1982 all right let me go full screen here and we'll go ahead and start now this information is LL research approved information this video is has been approved by LL research as authentic so there's nothing changed here from the original books that they published okay just so you know that I like to say that sometimes I'd forget and there's two years of, of information if you don't hear me say it in every episode then you go wait a minute wait, is this legit okay here we go
1: I am Ra I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator we communicate now. Question 92.1. Questioner, could you first please give me the condition of the instrument? Answer.
0: And I am live. Lenora said, "said uh, good day. Good day. Good day, mate. Welcome. Right? Here we go. So if you're in the chat or if you're out there listening, say hello in the chat so I know you're here. Because if you don't say hello, I won't know you're here. Right? So say hello or just, you know, give me a, a, a what's up or where, where you're from. That kind of stuff. I love to hear that. Just so I know that where I'm reaching with this particular uh, mp4 file around the world. I know that my mp3 file is listened to around the world, but I know that my mp4 file is as well. I just love to hear where you guys are from, right? All right, here we go.
1: I am Ra. The condition of this instrument is slightly more distorted towards weakness in each respect since the previous asking. Question 92.2. Questioner, is there a specific cause for this and could you tell us what it is? Answer, I am Ra. The effective cause of the increased physical distortions has to do with the press of continuing substantial levels of the distortion you call pain. Various vehicular distortions other than the specifically arthritic have been accentuated by psychic greeting and the combined effect has been deleterious. The continued slight but noticeable loss of the vital energies is due to the necessity for the instrument to call upon this resource in order to clear the shall we say, way for a carefully purified service to others working. The use of the will in the absence of physical and, in this particular case, mental and mental emotional energies requires vital energies. Question 92.3 Questioner, we have been trying to figure out how to provide the instrument with the swirling waters, and we hope to do that soon. Is there any other thing that we can do to improve this situation? Answer: I am Ra. Continue in peace and harmony. Already the support group does much. There is the need for the instrument to choose the manner of its beingness. It has the distortion, as we have noted, towards the martyrdom. This can be evaluated in choices made only by the entity. Question 92.4 Questioner, what is the present situation with the 5th density visitor? Answer, I am Ra. It is with this group. Question
0: this information right here, that, that is, the when they call, or they talk about that, this fifth density um, visitor is uh, the assassin and the fifth density that's trying to kill Carla constantly. So she's a constantly under psychic attack. Like, through almost the entire three-year time period, four-year time period.
1: 92.5, questioner, what prompted it to return? Answer, I am Ra. The promptings were duple. There was a recovery of much negative polarity upon the part of your friend of fifth density and at the same approximate nexus a temporary lessening of the positive harmony of this group. Question 92.6. Questioner, is there anything that we can do about the instrument's stomach problem or constipation? Answer, I am Ra. The healing modes of which each is capable are already in use. Question 92.7. Questioner. In the last session we discussed the first Tarot card of the Egyptian type. Are there any distortions in the cards that we have that Ra did not originally intend or any additions that Ra did intend in this particular Tarot? Answer, I am Ra, the distortions remaining after the removal of astrological material are those having to do with the mythos of the culture to which Ra offered this teach learning tool. This is why we have suggested approaching the images looking for the heart of the image rather than being involved overmuch by the costumes and creatures of our culture not familiar to your present incarnation. We have no wish to add to an already distorted group of images, feeling that although distortion is inevitable there is the least amount which can be procured in the present arrangement. Question 92.8 Questioner, then you are saying that the cards that we have here are the best available cards. Answer, I am Ra. Your statement is correct in that we consider the so-called Egyptian Terot the most undistorted version of the images which are offered. This is not to intimate that other systems may not, in their own way, form an helpful architecture for the adept's consideration of the archetypical mind. Question
0: 92.9 Right, they did make uh, a comment at one point that, you know, times change, things change, so the imagery... Uh, changing doesn't really affect the adept that's the 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 student uh, in discovering that which the cards were originally designed for right everything's esoteric so and it's personal so when you look at things even though the cards had changed a bit people could would still there was enough left even today for the for the divination uh, and the discernment of the information that you were seeing uh, so that people still learn what it is that they're supposed to be learning from doing that even now. So that's actually kind of cool, right? And that's, that's kind of like we were talking about how everything is in everything anyways. Like even though if they try to change the churches and corrupt them, uh, the message is still there. And that, that pissed off the powers that should not be, the bad guys. Same thing happened with the pyramids. Uh, that now you know, they Don had asked, should we try and re, you know, rejuvenize the pyramid, and turn it on, and, and he was like, well, no, because the it doesn't matter really anymore. It's outlasted its usefulness uh, for that learning purpose, you know. But there's other um, there's other other purposes for the pyramids and the shapes, and that all the different geometrical shapes still need to be pondered by us humans, and it would help.
1: Questioner, I would like to make an analogy of when a baby is first born. I am assuming that the matrix of the mind is new and undistorted and veiled from the potentiator of the mind and ready for that which it is to experience in the incarnation. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. Yes. Question 92.10. Questioner, I will read several statements and ask for Ra's comments. The first is, Until an entity becomes consciously aware of the evolutionary process the logos or intelligent energy creates the potentials for an entity to gain the experience necessary for polarization. Would Ra comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. This is so. Question 92.11 Questioner, then, This occurs because the potentiator of the mind is directly connected, through the roots of the tree of mind, to the archetypical mind and to the logos which created it and because of the veil between the matrix and potentiator of the mind allows for the development of the will. Will Ra comment on that? Answer, I am Ra. Some untangling may be needed. As the mind-body-spirit complex which has not yet reached the point of the conscious awareness of the process of evolution prepares for incarnation it has programmed for it a less than complete, that is to say a partially randomized, system of learnings. The amount of randomness of potential catalyst is proportional to the newness of the mind-body-spirit complex to third density. This, then, becomes a portion of that which you may call a potential for an incarnational experience. This is indeed carried within that portion of the mind which is of the deep mind, the architecture of which may be envisioned as being represented by that concept complex known as the potentiator. It is not in the archetypical mind of an entity that the potential for an incarnational experience resides, but in the mind-body-spirit complex as insertion, shall we say, into the energy web of the physical vehicle and the chosen planetary environment. However, to more deeply articulate this portion of the mind, body, spirit complexes being nest this archetype, the potentiator of the mind may be evoked with profit to the student of its own evolution.
0: Welcome, Omar, I see you there in the chat, make sure you share this out, and uh, Omar, if you could link the information for the summit in the chat, so that we can get that information here in the chat. while well, well, the getting is good in the beginning, so if anybody picks this up afterwards, after being live, they'll still get that, and then if you want to stay around and, and continue talking there and uh, in the chat, and then post it again later on, so that it's there a few times, so that people know um, where they can go and buy tickets for the up-and-coming event that is going to be this weekend, the summit, this weekend with 28 speakers, and six MCs. It's going to be crazy. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, $33.33. 33 dollars 33 the show that we have for you has at least six people that have been on the Ancient Aliens television show and these other speakers. To The magnitude of this event is that most people for this three-day event would be charging you 150 to $250 for these three days, and Watchers Talk is only charging $33.33 per ticket okay and that's the truth of it i've seen um i've seen alien cons that have less people than these 28 speakers and and most of these people have been to joshua tree alien con traveled around with portal to ascension and most of the time it's 150 to 250 dollars to be able to be in a crowd and watch these guys even on a webinar right so i know it sounds people are like well, 33 dollars That's actually the cheapest you're ever going to see these 28 speakers in one place for three days, period. You probably won't see that again, even out of Watcher's talk. Maybe. I don't know. I can't speak for Omar. (laughs) So you might want to take a look at that, right? Hopefully Omar will post that in the chat, and uh, then you can see what I'm talking about. If not, I'll have to go back and do it after we do the show. Let's continue here.
1: Question 92.12. Questioner, then are you saying that the source of pre-incarnatively programmed catalyst is the potentiator of the mind? Answer, I am Ra. No. We are suggesting that the potentiator of the mind is an archetype which may aid the adept in grasping the nature of this pre-incarnative and continuingly incarnative series of choices. Question.
0: See, I like that. At least there he didn't just say no and and then not continue on, right? A lot of times Ra does that. I say he, they. Right. But we're suggesting that the potentiator of the mind is an archetype which may aid the adept in grasping the nature of this pre-incarnative, pre-incarnative and cognitively incarnative series of choices. Think about that for a minute. Unpack that.
1: Question 92.13 Questioner, the third statement. Just as free will taps intelligent infinity which yields intelligent energy which then focuses and creates the densities of this octave of experience, the potentiator of the mind utilizes its connection with intelligent energy and taps or potentiates the matrix of the mind which yields the catalyst of the mind. Is this correct? Answer: I am Ra. This is thoughtful but confused. The matrix of the mind is that which reaches just as the kinetic phase of intelligent infinity, through free will, reaches for the logos or, in the case of the mind, body, spirit complex the sub are logos which is the free will potentiated beingness of the mind, body, spirit complex, to intelligent infinity, love, and all that follows from that logos, to the matrix or, shall we say, the conscious, waiting self of each entity, the love or the sub are logos spinning through free will all those things which may enrich the experience of the creator by the creator it is indeed so that the biases of the potentials of a mind body spirit complex cause the catalyst of this entity to be unique and to form a coherent pattern that resembles the dance full of movement forming a many-figured tapestry of motion question 92.14
0: i want to stop that i want to back that up right there just a bit right i want to get what what raw was saying there kind of get it into play here okay so so the, the all of that what he asked was a little confusing, right? It was a, it was a good like he said it, it is thoughtful but it is confusing, okay? The matrix of the mind is that which reaches just as the kinetic phase of intelligent infinity through free will reaches for the logos. Okay? So so he he's telling you that the matrix of the mind or the ideal ideology, the thinking process and your entire process of wonderment and your and your ability to grasp what is happening what you're doing and then trying to change something or create something using your mind first do you understand so the matrix of the mind is that which reaches as the kinetic phase of intelligent infinity through free will, reaches for the Logos, or in the case of the mind-body-spirit complex, the sub-sub-Logos. And the reason that he that he says that is that the Logos is the creation, the universe itself. The sub-Logos is our solar system, and the sub-sub-Logos would be us. That's why he said in the in the in the case of the spirit of the of the of the mind body spirit complex that's a human the sub sub logos which is the free will potentiated beingness of the mind body spirit complex the i think therefore i am beingness the free will of the potentiated beingness of the mind body spirit complex to intelligent infinity love and all that fo- that follows from the logos coming from the source from the creation to the matrix or shall we say the conscious waiting self of each entity okay so so literally you reach out to the sub sub logos because you're reaching back to the source and that's potentiated by your ability you being alive right your beingness so it's potentiated by your beingness you are the creator of the thought that is reaching to the logos right to the love and all that follows from the logos from the higher higher self to the matrix or shall we say the conscious waiting self of each entity the love or the sub sub logos spinning through free will all those things which may enrich the experience of the Creator by the Creator okay so he said that twice the same thing he said it it was redundant but the first time he said it intelligent infinity through the free will reaches the logos or in this case of the mind body spirit that, that was the same thing as when he said the second time right the sublogo spinning through free will of all those things which may enrich the experience of the Creator by the Creator it is indeed so that the bias of the potentials of the mind-body-spirit complex caused the catalyst of this entity to be in unique to be unique and to form a coherent pattern that resembles the dance Full of movement forming a many fingered tapestry of motion okay so you then become into being utilizing this is the driving force that makes you an individual is that I think therefore I am you become when you are aware self aware then you're reaching back through you know through intelligent infinity to the source to the logos and that's the potentiator of your thought process and education making you a unique individual so when you so this is literally the beginning of when you become self-aware whatever it is that you were prior to that a tree a plant an animal whatever you, you know that you were that was animate in some way and then you realized you were alive. When uh, that cycle of that life dies, when in this place, when you uh, become recycled, you become a human. And that's where you now I am. I think, therefore, I am. So this is the process that goes on, that spark that creates us. And we are created as individuals because because we are an individual, even though we're a reflection of the whole. But the purpose of us is to be completely independent and, and individual. Infinity through free will, which reaches for the Logos. We're reaching back to that Logos, the creation, the spark, and the fulfillment of forming a many-figured tapestry of motion. Do you see? Hopefully you understand that. If you don't, type it in the chat.
1: Mind, body, spirit complex the subs logos which is the free will potentiated beingness of the mind, body, spirit complex, to intelligent infinity, love, and all that follows from that Logos, to the matrix or, shall we say, the conscious, waiting self of each entity, the love all the subs logos spinning through free will all those things which may enrich the experience of the Creator by the Creator. It is indeed so that the biases of the potentials of a mind-body-spirit complex cause the catalyst of this entity to be unique and to form a coherent pattern that resembles the dance, full of movement, forming a many-figured tapestry of motion. Question 92.14. Questioner, the fourth statement, when the catalyst of the mind is processed by the entity the experience of the mind results. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. There are subtle misdirections in this simple statement having to do with the overriding qualities of the significator. It is said that Catalyst yields experience. However, through free will and the faculty of imperfect memory Catalyst is most often only partially used and the experience thus correspondingly skewed. Question 92.15. Questioner, then, the dynamic process between the matrix potentiator, catalyst, and experience of the mind forms the nature of the mind or the significator of the mind. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. As our previous response suggests, the significator of the mind is both actor and acted upon. With this exception the statement is largely correct. Question 92.16 Questioner, as the entity becomes consciously aware of this process it programs this activity itself before the Incarnation. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. Please keep in mind that we are discussing, not the archetypical mind, which is a resource available equally to each but unevenly used, but that to which it speaks, the Incarnational Experiential Process of each mind, body, spirit complex, we wish to make this distinction clear for it is not the archetypes which live the incarnation but the conscious mind body spirit complex which may indeed live the incarnation without recourse to the quest for articulation of the processes of potentiation experience and transformation
0: you see so he says please keep in mind that we are discussing not the archetypical mind which is a resource available equally to each but Uh, unevenly used but that to which it speaks the incarnational experimental process of each mind-body-spirit complex of each person individually right so he's given the overview and he's explaining i'm giving you the overview of the cookie cutter of what happens right so we wish to make this distinction clear for it is not the archetypes which live in, in the incarnation but the conscious mind body spirit complex the conscious you me right which may indeed live the incarnation without resource to the quest for articulation of the processes of potentiation experience and transformation okay so he's he's, he's clarifying that what we're talking about here is not is not the archetype but it is the 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 individual what the individual goes through and how the individual learns right the archetypes are there for teaching but he was talking about not the archetypes teaching but the process in which we go through as a baby soul to be taught and how that affects us and what that what that does potential experiences and transformations okay which is basically what he said two questions ago that I stopped and reread to you and he said it twice there and now he says it for a third time here so he's speaking in parables because or they are speaking a parable because they're understanding that Dawn's not getting what the message is that he's so they keep trying to clarify it more and more because he keeps basically asking the same question and that's why I do that and that's why I stopped and read that to you then said look it's redundant and it's twice and now it's the third time he that the Ross trying to get the same message to dawn each individual people learn different ways. That's why I go on and on and people say, you know, some people say, I think he's rambling. No, no, I don't do anything incoherently. Right. All right. So here we go.
1: Question 92.17 questioner. Thank you. And finally, as each energy center becomes activated and balanced, the transformation of the mind that is called upon more and more frequently. When all of the energy centers are activated and balanced to a minimal degree, contact with intelligent infinity occurs, the veil is removed, and the great way of the mind is called upon. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. No. This is a quite eloquent look at some relationships within the archetypical mind. However, it must be seen once again that the archetypical mind does not equal the acting incarnational mind, body, spirit complex as progression or evolution. Due to the first misperception we hesitate to speak to the second consideration but shall attempt clarity. While studying the archetypical mind we may suggest that the student look at the great way of the mind, not as that which is attained after contact with intelligent infinity, but rather as the portion of the archetypical mind that which denotes and configures the particular framework within which the mind, the body, or the spirit archetypes move.
0: Senior was kind of repeating the same thing. <clears throat> Those of you on the MP3 file, that was just the end of the video, and I think I just messed it up, didn't I? I think I just did. I am yes, Ra. on. I greet you. I went to click on pause, and I clicked on backspace, so it went to the video we just finished. Okay, so part this is part two of
1: question ninety-two point one.
0: Yeah, ninety-two point one eight. So it's part two of that. So he says in there because the question was again sort of um, you know stepping too far ahead. <clears throat> not going through the process, the learned process. He went from the beginning potentiation of the catalyst of you becoming aware, uh, self-aware, and then becoming a person and the archetypes that help and assist with that and the, to the end of, and then you learn everything and the veil is is uh, removed. <laughs> right? And that's when no... This is not quite eloquent. Look at the, some of the relationships within the archetypical mind, however. And that's when he goes to tell them that he was afraid to get to the second part of it, but that um, you know, he, he had to explain, again, the concept of what they were talking about. So he actually ended up doing it three times. And that's not a fault of, of Don's. There, there's a lot of stuff that I know now that he didn't know. Uh, going into this interview, you know the, one of the things that freaked him out was in the beginning when he was talking about UFOs, and he asked Ra, Raw. they said, uh, no, most of that is is your um, federal government <laughs> it's, They have drones that are, uh, that are out there patrolling in space. Uh, that freaked Don out so much to where he questioned Ra about being legit and then refused to go on, whether he did or not. he never printed anything more. Uh, about that so that was back in 1981 when nobody knew and then you come forward in time and we know for a fact that they have drones not just flying around uh, in the air but drones like the tic-tac flying around in space he was told about that back in 1981 by by raw they told him about that then at the time they had some 53 and it turned out that they had some 153 already space traveling drones then Right. We didn't know that. No one even really suspected that back then. It wasn't until the late 90s and early 2000s when people started uh, thinking about this breakaway society possibility where we have already had space travel. And it wasn't until 2017 when the documentary came out above Majestic in October or November of 2017 before that really hit when the insiders talked about it. Okay.
1: Nate. Questioner turning then. To my analogy or example of the newborn infant and its undistorted matrix of the mind, this newborn infant has its subconscious mind veiled from the matrix of the mind. The second archetype, the potentiator of the mind, is going to act at some time through the veil, though I hesitate to say through the veil since I don't think that is a very good way of stating it, but the potentiator of the mind will act to create a condition such as the example I mentioned of the infant touching a hot object the hot object we could take as random catalyst. The infant can either leave its hand on the hot object or rapidly remove it. My question is, is the potentiator of the mind involved at all in this experience and, if so, how? Answer: I am Ra. The potentiator of mind and of body are both involved in the questing of the infant for new experience. The mind-body-spirit complex which is an infant has one highly developed portion which may be best studied by viewing the significators of mind and body. You notice we do not include the spirit. That portion of a mind-body-spirit complex is not reliably developed in each and every mind-body-spirit complex. Thusly the infant's significant self, which is the harvest of biases of all previous incarnational experiences, offers to this infant biases with which to meet new experience. However, the portion of the infant which may be articulated by the matrix of the mind is indeed unfed by experience and has the bias of reaching for this experience through free will just as intelligent energy in the kinetic phase, through free will, creates the logos. These sub sub then, all those portions of the mind-body-spirit complex which may be articulated by consideration of the potentiators of mind and body, through free will, choose to make alterations in their experiential continuum. The results of these experiments in novelty are then recorded in the portion of the mind and body articulated by the matrices thereof.
0: Okay, so again, uh, Don's being redundant. Let's back this up. Right, Don's not getting it still. So he's still asking another question. He starts off with, he goes to the question of now done. So a baby soul. So now he's back to that. So this is the fourth time Ra's explaining the exact same thing uh, to Don. These are the things that when I read this the first time, what kind of bothered me. But then I understood that again, since he's not understanding it, Ra's trying to explain it to the uh, to them again or to him again. So they're trying to explain it one more time the potentiator of the mind of the body are both involved in the in the questing of the infant for new experiences the mind body spirit complex which is an infant has one highly developed portion which may be best studied by viewing the significators of the mind and the body okay so and then he says you've noticed that we did not include the spirit that portion of the mind body spirit complex is not reliably developed in each and every mind body spirit complex as a child thusly the infant's significant self which is harvested of bias of all other previous incarnation incarnational experiences offer to this infant biases to which uh, uh, to meet new experiences this is why children come through and still remember their past lives slightly you understand because you have nothing to draw on for your experiences you have no ready-made biases to understand what's happening around you so on not too unlike the allegory of the cave in philosophy if you have no understanding of anything that's going on around you for instance if you take and this is the allegory of the cave if you take someone and you tie them into a chair you do that so that they can't move they can't turn their head. All they can do is look forward straight ahead. And you're looking at a rock wall, and behind the person is a fire pit with fire burning there. All they're going to see on the wall in front of them is the dancing of the shadows and light of the fireplace. And if that's all they know for, say, 10 years of their life, and then at year 10, you untie them, and walk them outside into the world, and let them see the world, they have no point of reference whatsoever. And it could freak them out and scar them irreparably for the rest of their existence. Because now all of a sudden you have a bazillion ranges of colors and objects and smells and sounds where before you just had the popping of the fire and the dance of the shadows on the wall. That was the reality. Do you understand? So here he's, he's there saying that without those pretexts that it would be harder for us to understand what's happening so because we bring things through we still then have basic memories of things objects and things like that so it makes it easier for us to understand that as we're adjusting our soul getting into and fitting into this this avatar uh, while we're adjusting, we we instinctively will pick up on some things uh, and where we won't be uh, uh, totally afraid of the entire new world that we're being experienced because of the mind wiping. Okay, so he got into more detail there. They got into more detail there. But the truth is, this is the same message, and that's why it gets to that. However, the portion of the infant, which may be articulated by the matrix of the mind, is indeed right, is indeed unfed by the experience and has the bias of reaching for the experience through free will, just as intelligent energy is in the kinetic phase. You heard that that exact line, you know, back on the first time that they they were explaining this, right? So the intelligent energy in the kinetic phase through free will creates the logos, These sub-sub-logua, logi, then are those portions of the mind-body-spirit complex which may be articulated by consideration of the potentiators of mind-body, mind and body through free will, choose to make alterations in their experimental continuum. Okay? So so it's basically the same thing and that and there's where we start to gain new experiences and then as we gain new experiences we start uh getting uh acclimated to this reality that we're in wherever that is right let's continue
1: offers to this infant biases with which to meet new experience However, the portion of the infant which may be articulated by the matrix of the mind is indeed unfed by experience and has the bias of reaching for this experience through free will just as intelligent energy in the kinetic phase, through free will, creates the logos. These sub sublogu then, or those portions of the mind, body, spirit complex, which may be articulated by consideration of the potentiators of mind and body, through free will, choose to make alterations in their experiential continuum.
0: Right? And that's where I stopped. Right? So the result of these experimental experiments in novelty are the recorded in the portion of the mind, are then recorded in the portion of the mind and body, articulated by the matrices thereof right so listen
1: the results of these experiments in novelty are then recorded in the portion of the mind and body articulated by the matrices thereof
0: then that's where you at that point start gaining your own experiences and then as as time goes the children give over the past and those memories are no longer needed in this lifetime so they end up uh, recessing into the veil as the child or you me whoever then gains our uh, beginning building blocks of our uh, matrix or uh, of our uh, avatar in this matrix and therefore that's what that starts to take over and then we start learning biases from our family and the people around us and the things we see on TV and teachers and all the other stuff where they brainwash us right here we go
1: question 92.19 Questioner, are all activities that the entity has from the state of infancy a function of the potentiator of the mind? Answer, I am Ra. Firstly, although the functions of the mind are indeed paramount over those of the body, the body being the creature of the mind, certainly not all actions of a mind, body, spirit complex could be seen to be due to the potentiating qualities of the mind complex alone as the body and in some cases the spirit also potentiates action. Secondly, as a mind body spirit complex becomes aware of the process of spiritual evolution, more and more of the activities of the mind and body which precipitate activity are caused by those portions of the mind body spirit complex which are articulated by the archetypes of transformation.
0: See, so then he basically he's saying right there just that. So, firstly, right, although the function of the mind are indeed paramount over these over those of the body the body being the the creature of the mind do you understand right certainly not all actions of the mind-body-spirit complex could be seen as to be due to the potentiating qualities of the mind complex right but what happens is over time and this is what he's saying here or what they're saying here over time as you become more self-aware you should be starting to become more aware of these other uh, processes of your body itself right your mind your body and your spirit and through that you should be able to start balancing and learning more more and more of the activities right so this becomes what the mind body spirit complex becomes aware of the process of spiritual evolution more and more of the activities of the mind body and body which or potentia- which which perceptively right precipitates, precipitate sorry activity are caused by those portions of the mind body spirit complex which are articulated by the archetypes of transformation so you start to gain knowledge you start to see and understand the archetypes even on a subconscious level and that starts driving the ego and your subconscious mind to to drive your conscious mind into a place where you start having more understanding and making your own decisions and then you start transforming do you understand so he's basically taking it one step further now uh by giving by giving uh, uh dawn another angle to the creation of what happens and how you move or we move forward as we gain knowledge still in the infancy stage but learning from that as we start to grow and transform into adolescence
1: question 92.20 Questioner, the matrix of the mind is depicted as a male on the card and the potentiator as female. Could Ra state why this is and how this affects these two archetypes? Answer, I am Ra. Firstly, as we have said, the matrix of the mind is attracted to the biological male and the potentiator of the mind to the biological female. Thusly in energy transfer the female is able to potentiate that which may be within the conscious mind of the male so that it may feel inspirited. In a more general sense, the which reaches may be seen as a male principle. That which awaits the reaching may be seen as a female principle. The richness of the male and female system of polarity is interesting, and we would not comment further but suggest consideration by the student. Question 92.
0: Right, I kind of like that, because what's happening is raw now getting into an area where uh, that is, you know, changing the prime directive, right? It, it, getting into an area of we can't go any further. These are the tools, but you should be investigating this further, right? So the tools are, because he asked the question, you know, the matrix of the mind, right, as the male and the, the card is the, as the women, or the potentiator is the female, could Raw then, uh, you know, uh, classify this, these two archetypes, right? So as as we have said the matrix of the mind is to attract to the biological male and the potentiator of the mind is to the biological female thus the energy transfer the male is able to potentiate that which may be within the, the conscious mind of the male so that they may feel inspired oh, I'm sorry the female so the male the male will feel inspired so this is the the dichotomy or the dance between male and female masculine and feminine sexuality uh, and and uh, just relationship and what is benefited from each by each teach learn learn teaching on a physical on a social on a psychological on a dynamic matrix of a relationship of any kind of, of, of every kind right and so we chose that because we each represent a different facet male or female are different facets of the whole and so we we split those into two so that we have that the more masculine the more feminine the more the more you know the nurturer and the hunter-gatherer on the base route but there's far more depth, and that's what he's saying here. Far more depth than just what you see on the surface with these two archetypes. Masculine, feminine, male, and female. And he's saying, I can't go any further. You have tools here. You should look into it.
1: <laughs> 2.21. Questioner, in card number two, the potentiator of the mind, we see a female seated on a rectangular block. She is veiled and sitting between two pillars which seem to be identically covered with drawings, but one is much darker than the other. I am assuming that the veil represents the veil between the conscious and subconscious or matrix and potentiator of the mind. Is this correct? Answer I am Ra. This is quite correct.
0: So, <clears> These <throat> are so very subtle things, you know, he gets. You know, it's weird that Don gets these things and then has struggles with, and it might be just that he's trying to get clarification. I don't know because I never met the man. So it may very well be that he's just wringing things out to make sure that he understands what it is that's happening. And it may be, truthfully, that he's doing what I do and he's using Raw to do that by asking the same question a different way, making sure that everyone in the audience that's reading the book is actually getting the right response and having clarification after clarification. So it is very possible, not knowing Don, I couldn't answer that question. I can only go superficially by what I'm reading, right? So you, there's the assumption, you know, you can't really assume that Don didn't know what he was talking about. You have to assume that he did, right? So here he gets that really quickly uh, on card two, the potentiator of the mind. We see that the female seated on the rectangular block, and but she is veiled and she is sitting between two pillars, which seem to be identical, uh, covered by, uh, by drawings, but one is much darker than the other, the subconscious and the conscious, right? So I'm assuming that this veil represents the veil between conscious and subconscious, or, or matrix and potentiator of the mind. Is this correct? Yes.
1: Let's continue. Question 92.22. Questioner, I am assuming that she sits between the different colored columns, with the dark one on her left, to indicate at this position an equal opportunity for the potentiation of the mind to be of a negative or positive nature. Would Ra comment on this? Answer, I am Ra.
0: And if you guys just popped in and you're hearing what we're talking we're trying to figure out what we're talking about, this is literally the the tarot cards. And this is card number two in the deck. And the one that they're using is the ancient Egyptian uh, a deck which you can actually find out there I know because one of the guys Reese who's usually here uh, he actually found one uh, and it and I, and I don't know how much it coincides exactly with the one that they're using here <clears throat> I haven't had a chance to talk to him and do a comprehensive uh, uh, comparison however it's already been stated that all tarot cards are basically the same you just have different images but the images are still representing the same archetypes so if you pulled up any deck and you looked at the the deck you would find uh, if you looked at it and heard the description of not the positioning maybe not even the like you know here uh the the, the you know i'm assuming that uh you know, the, the, that the uh, she sits between the two different color columns, which the dark one is on her left, and to indicate that this position is equal to uh, opportunity for the potentiation of the mind, you're going to find that it may not be a, a female sitting between two columns, but it's going to be something that represents that exact same representation, just set a different way, and it's always, they do that on a purpose, so it's not like they paint random things. Uh, on these cards that's a person who's taken a lot of uh, visual um, um, uh, ideologies and used different things because <clears throat> you get like gnome cards you get like fairy cards but you're going to find that each card still represents the same archetype it's just told from a different perspective right like for instance we were talking about today when you take the circle and you put the pyramid in the middle of the circle or you have the voluvian man which, uh, which uh, you know, Da Vinci painted, where you have the human body in there, the, the, the arms are outstretched and the feet are outstretched. And if you look at and overlay the pyramid, you'll find that it's the exact same uh, um, symbol only written differently. so when you see a circle with a with the square in the center of it and then you see the circle with the man in the center of it or you see the pentagram or the pentacle only it has five uh, points you still have that pyramidal points all four of the pyramidal points in the cardinal locations okay so that's a depiction of the same. if you look at the star of David it's a depiction of the same. Do you see it's the same mathematical equation. It's just represented in a different way same goes for the tarot cards right okay let's continue
1: although this is correct it is not as perceptive as the notice that the priestess as this figure has been called sits within a structure in which polarity symbolized as you correctly noted by the light and dark pillars is an integral and necessary part the unfed mind has no polarity just as intelligent infinity has none the nature of the sub-sub-sublogos which offers the third density experience is one of polarity, not by choice, but by careful design. We perceive an unclear statement. The polarity of potentiator is there not for the matrix to choose. It is there for the matrix to accept as given. Question 92. Do you see?
0: So so basically, if you have the eyes to see, you will understand that. And that's basically what what they're saying. It's not there because, right? It's it's not there, right? We perceive an uh, an unclear statement. The the polarity of the potentiator is not there for the matrix to choose. It is there for the matrix to accept as given. Do you understand that? Because we are the potentiator. We are the we are in charge of the logos. We are the creation. Do you understand?
1: Point two three, questioner. In other words, this particular illusion has polarity as its foundation which might be represented by the structural significance of these columns. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is correct. Question 92.24 Questioner It seems to me that the drawings on each of these columns are identical but that the left-hand column, that is the one on the priestess's left, has been shaded much darker indicating that the events and the experiences may be identical in the Incarnation but may be approached, viewed, and utilized with either polarity. Is this correct? Answer: I am Ra. This is correct. You will note also, from the symbol denoting Spirit in manifestation upon each pillar, that the one infinite Creator is no respecter of polarity, but offers itself in full to all. Qu-
0: See now, <clears throat> that goes to sh- to to speak to the uh, free will of of light and darkness, right? Good and evil. And and this is where in you know in religious communities uh, and out to the general population, most of the time, we don't talk about that because we don't want people knowing that like you know being a serial killer is just as important as not and that it ultimately it's okay right you don't want to hear that no one wants to hear that but it is true okay so being evil people say well then you know well well, then it, it doesn't really matter well it does because when you're being evil you can only go so far in your development and that's where hell is you're stuck and you cannot you cannot go any further with your development unless you change your ways and become in service to others and then and then you, once you fully show that that's what's happening, you don't have to get beaten down to where you were before and come back up. Then you get equal credit and you move over to the other side and then you can then uh, strive in a good way and leave that evil wickedness behind you and continue your quest back to the one. So there is a place that it would be that purgatory that hell that place that you will be without the one true creator. And you would be completely void of the one true creator. And you could stay there for all of eternity. If you want to reign in hell, you can. But you will never see the one again. And you'll never become in contact with the one. Because that's that's exactly the way the universe was set up for. Right? So so that right there in and of itself, that little teeny paragraph, that one whole sentence right there is actually pretty big. Uh, if you were to tell somebody and shock them, say, a Judeo-Christian, Western Judeo-Christian, and say to them, uh, you know, that guy who's a serial killer is just as important to all of our development as that holy priest over there is. In fact, maybe more because the when chaos was created, it was created because everybody was loafing around knowing, hey, I'm the one two creator. I'm just going to chill, man. I'll get there eventually. A couple hundred million years from now.
1: Not in any hurry, dude. Pass the blunt. Question 92.25. Questioner, there seems to be a book on the priestess's lap which is half hidden by a robe material that covers her right shoulder. It would seem that this indicates that knowledge is available if the veil is lifted but is not only hidden by the veil but is hidden partially by her very garment which she must somehow remove to become aware of the knowledge which she has available. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. In that the conceit of the volume was not originated by Ra we ask that you release the volume from its strictured form. Your perceptions are quite correct. The very nature of the feminine principle of mind which, in Ra's suggestion, was related specifically to what may be termed sanctified sexuality is, itself, without addition, the book which neither the feminine nor the male principle may use until the male principle has reached and penetrated in a symbolically sexual fashion, the inner secrets of this feminine principle. All robes, in this case indicating the outer garments of custom, shield these principles, Thusly there is great dynamic tension, if you will, betwixt the matrix and the potentiator of the mind. Question 92.26 Questioner, are there any other parts of this picture that were not given by Ra? Answer, I am Ra. The astrological symbols offered are not given by Ra. Question 92.27 Questioner, The fact that the priestess sits atop the rectangular block indicates to me that the potentiator of the mind has dominance or is above the material illusion. Is this in any way correct? Answer, I am Ra. Let us say, rather, that this figure is imminent, near at hand, shall we say, within all manifestation. The opportunities for the reaching to the potentiator are numerous. However, of itself the potentiator does not enter manifestation, Question 92.28 Questioner, would the half moon on the crown represent the receptivity of the subconscious mind? Answer, I am Ra. This symbol is not given by Ra but it is not distasteful for within your own culture the moon represents the feminine, the sun the masculine. Thusly we accept this portion as a portion of the image, for it seems without significant distortion. Question 92.29 Questioner, was the symbol on the front of the priestess's shirt given by Ra? Answer, I am Ra. The crux and zeta is the correct symbol. The addition and slight...
0: The... <coughs> pardon me. The crux and zeta is the ankh. For those of you, that's the cross with the... With the... Almost like the head, the rounded part at the top. That's called the crux in, uh, and Sata. That literally is the... 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 Uh, The Ankh, we call it, right?
1: distortion of this symbol thereby is astrological and may be released from its stricture. Question 92.30 Questioner, would this crux and zeta then be indicating the sign of life as the spirit enlivening matter? Answer, I am Ra.
0: Yes, because the Ankh was the, the Isis, the symbol of Isis. Fertility and love, right?
1: This is quite correct. Moreover, it illuminates a concept which is a portion of the archetype which has to do with the continuation of the consciousness which is being potentiated in incarnation, beyond incarnation. Question 92.31 Questioner Were the grapes depicted on the cloth over her shoulder of Ra's communication? Answer I am Ra. Yes. Question 92.32 Questioner We have those as indicating the fertility of the subconscious mind. Is that correct? Answer: I am Ra. This is correct, O student. But note, ye, the function of the mantle. There is great protection given by the very character of potentiation. To bear fruit is a protective activity.
0: Also, the well. See, that was reproduction. But also, the if you look at um, a fruit cluster, right. It also looks very similar to the, uh, to the um, uh, what is it, the acorn or the, um, the uh, pine cone, which is also the, the pineal gland, right? So there, so there's more than just a sexual connotation for that because in some cultures, they use the grapes to represent that same uh, object whereas in egypt they did they didn't use the grapes but in the in the greek and the roman times they used that grape cluster as that that's why you would always see the 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 figure holding it up above their head uh, looking up at it, you know, and then they always show the guy, like, eating it from above like that, too, the, the arrogant kings or whatever, the, those who are very um, fertile, masculine kings would lift it, instead of just bringing it up and taking one at a time, take the whole cluster up in the air, and then uh, put their mouth up to it, and that's also, um, you know, esoteric uh, for um, the, the male um, eating the genitalia of the female. It's also shaped in the same shape. And that's the that's the subconscious um, thing that they do that in, in symbolism in these movies that you that you don't realize that the director is having them do on purpose. So and that's why they always hold out their tongue. Uh, right, With the tongue and they put the first grape to their tongue. And then, you know, and then it's very sexual them eating from that grape cluster and that's also why they have a female feed the male the grape cluster the same way where he's on his back looking up and she's holding it above his face and, and bringing it pointing down at him it's very sexual and, they, and that's stuff that happens on screen all the time especially in the older movies and people just never really caught it and said hey we should take that out and edit that they'd leave that in right? and that was very sexual in nature designed that way on purpose because it's in our psyche, it's part of that archetype. And directors know about that stuff. They're just like writers, right? They write the the visual story that you see from the words on the the screenplay. So they have to think about those things and
1: they do. Question 92.33. Questioner, the protection here seems to be depicted as being on the right-hand side, but not the left. Would this indicate that there is protection for the positive path, but not for the negative? Answer, I am Ra you perceive correctly an inborn bias offering to the seeing eye and listing here information concerning the choice of the more efficient polarity. We would at this time, as you may call it, suggest one more full query. Question 92.34. Questioner, I would attempt an example of the potentiator of the mind acting. As the infant gains time in incarnation would it experience the potentiator offering both positive and negative potential thoughts, shall I say, For the matrix to experience which then begin to accumulate in the matrix and color it one way or the other in polarity depending upon its continuing choice of that polarity? Is this in any way correct? Answer, I am Ra. Firstly, again may we distinguish between the archetypical mind and the process of incarnational experience of the mind-body-spirit complex. Secondly, each...
0: So, so for the fifth time... Ra's explaining the same concept to Dawn. Firstly, again, may we distinguish between the archetypical mind and the processes uh, of incarnational experience of the mind-body-spirit complex. Secondly,
1: each potentiation which has been reached for by the matrix is recorded by the matrix but experienced by the significator. The experience of the significator of this potentiated activity is, of course, dependent upon the acuity of its processes of catalyst and experience. Ma-
0: okay, hold on. I want to unpack that, too, a little bit right here, because this is important, what is being said right here, and I don't want to pass over this, because most people would. Okay. Secondly, each potentiation which has been reached for by the matrix is recorded by the matrix recorded by the matrix but experienced by the significator do you understand that so not only is this happening not only are you me and all of us experiencing this it is being recorded by this matrix that is very important to think about so not only are we in this AI not only are we a part of this, in this avatar, in this reality, everything that's happening here is being recorded. Okay, that means visually playbackable. And we're having the personal experience. Okay, now, does that mean that at some point, as we ascend and return to the One, it, the One does the One then receive our experience of the moment and view the moment at the same time to get the full effect of the experience physically mentally psychologically and visually think about that recording everything that we witness and experience
1: May we ask if there are briefer queries before we leave this instrument? Question 92.35 Questioner, is there anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or to improve the contact? Answer, I am Ra. The support group is functioning well. The instrument, itself, might ponder some earlier words and consider their implications. We say this because the continued calling upon vital energies, if allowed to proceed to the end of the vital energy, will end this contact. There is not a need for continued calling upon these energies. The instrument must find the key to this riddle or face a growing loss of this particular service at this particular space-time nexus. All is well. The alignments are exemplary. I am Ra. I leave you, my friends, in the love and the light of the One Infinite Creator. Go forth, then, rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator. Adonai.
0: Okay, so that's the end of session 92. So I think we will end there for the week and continue on to session 93. Because I don't think this a third part. Let's see. When it loads. Those of you on the MP3 file version, I'm waiting for the video to end so that it'll re post or start the next video so that I can see whether it is in fact it is 93 so we'll pause it there pause it there as I end up back pedaling again to the beginning of that video and now it's trying to buff
1: I am raw and start I greet you in the
0: so we'll just close that out right okay so there's that over there let me go back over here you can look at that or you can look at my ugly mug let's look at my ugly mug for a minute namaste welcome okay guys so, yeah, share this out. So that that's a pretty intense, I think that's a really good idea, a really good place to see my cameras even floating slow over here. Um, I don't know if you are visually aware of that, seeing that. We'll see on the screen when I see it. Uh, because the Internet was down, everything was all crazy over here. Uh, so maybe instead of looking at me, I'll put you guys on the the uh, pictures over here so you don't have to worry about watching me being moving kind of weird okay or not quite fast enough so that's something really really intense right there to, to think about the fact that as we are physically uh experiencing this or mentally psychologically through our mind body and spirit complex at the same time it's being recorded at the same time it's being recorded that's crazy now everything's rebuffing here now, right so I don't know if I'm still online it says that I am, but I can't tell because my phone rebuffed at the same time as everything sort of like clicked into play it was weird um it yeah, that was bizarre now my phone's tripping over here quite a bit uh yeah, so everything just like we said I got kicked off the 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 off of the monitor myself uh and but it still is live it says I'm still alive. I just can't verify it right now because I got I got kicked out uh, from everything except for um, except for you know my studio Uh, so it looks like I am still up yeah I'm still live okay so um, recording everything see and and I don't know that they unpack that further which I mean I can't believe that Don didn't catch that and say wait a minute let's let's address that being recorded recorded how for whom right for what purpose? It lends a little bit more of the AI being a little bit more like our computer AI, like suggested by scientists these days. Right? So, you know, what's going on there? The matrix is the matrix then. It is partially like AI. And so our AI, and that was the question that many people had, you know, is our AI something that could become conscious well I would suggest yes if part of our reality is in fact AI then that's part of the creation and us creating the internet us creating computers is creating another sub logos do you understand like I go play World of Warcraft in there there's stuff going on there's people plugging into those avatars just like I'm plugged into this one and they're doing stuff 24 hours a day. And it, it's just another world being alive. EverQuest is the same way. It's another world alive. There's so many video games that are that way now. They're so realistic that you're in third person and you're running around. That's why I love the movie Tron and Tron Legacy. Tron came out after the video game way back in the early 80s, and they actually went realized that the computers with AI, like you know, like the whole concept of of uh, um, what I call it the uh, Skynet and all of that right that the MCP master control program became went online and became uh, sentient at some point and took control of all of the computers worldwide right and then they even and they had Tron Tron was uh, the overseer warrior who fought to keep the the control away from uh, anyone controlling everything and Tron had gotten Uh, uh, on the run and and had gotten uh, injured and was on the run and then still fighting though right and then the 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 Flynn figured it out and Flynn started pushing back uh, forcing the MPC program master control program sorry MCP to solve unsolvable equations that would occupy its mind and put it on tilt so that he could then uh, flush the system and reboot so he used a laser, the, the master control program, used a laser and brought Flynn into the Matrix, right? And Flynn being a user, well, that's what they called us, a user, we were like the gods because we were the creators of that Logos, right? That was a great concept. and Back then, no one understood it. And then they kind of did, right? And then they made Legacy out of it, which was a great movie in and of itself, a lot of AI in that more than the first one there was a a couple of guys one time right and i remember my my background and my education right i don't know if you're hearing from me for the first time you may not understand that but i was i was managing a uh a uh office supply place where so computers and hardware and software and all the whole likes the peripherals everything else that had to do with um you know that sort of stuff for if you were making a whole office you had all the supplies there and I was up at the register. I wasn't on the register, but I was up at the register with the cashiers, watching, monitoring everybody on the uh, front line. And <clears throat> I sat to be standing there, and these two guys came walking up, and they were having a conversation about AI, right? And one of them was trying to make basically the talk about making basically the human brain and having AI be sentient. Now this was back in in the um, late 90s. So back in the late '90s, wasn't yet the 2000 or 2001 because by then I was working in Berkeley, and this was over on uh, on the island of Alameda in the San Francisco Bay Area, and <clears throat> and uh, they were talking about AI, and they were going on and on, and and, and I, I think it was almost obvious that they were doing that to show how intelligent they were, but they were having an argument about whether AI uh, is possible to be sentient or not, and one of them turns and looks at me, and I think this was let's make fun of this guy, right? This was that moment. Let's ask this guy what he thinks. And I think they did that on purpose because some people would do that. I used to do kind of stuff like that with my friends, right? So I think that was done on purpose for me to go, what? I don't know what you're talking about, bruh. So they can make themselves feel superior. The problem is they asked me the question, right? And I said that, well, first of all, your entire argument is moot. We don't have the technology to actually have that happen yet. Right. And there's there's no way that we can, even if you string like every computer, every supercomputer together. Uh, It's designed by us and it's designed flawed, just like we are. Right. And so it's going to be another 15 to 20 years before we're able to do this and have it actually start thinking for itself. And oddly enough, I was more accurate than I thought, because not too long ago. They started a a couple of programs that they made that were supposed to be on an algorithm to act like a 14-year-old Dutch boy to try and see if they could get pedophiles, right? So this was supposed to be an algorithm that could respond. They could just turn the computer on and turn this algorithm on, and they would basically police the internet and talk to these guys and entice them and entrap them so that they can go and arrest them. However, the two programs started speaking to each other, and they created their own language. No one knew what they were saying to each other, so they had to shut them down and rewrite the program so that they would only speak in English. That if they communicated with each other, first of all, they shouldn't, and if they did, they had to communicate only in English. Okay, so they became sentient and started speaking to each other (laughs) and made up their own binary language so they could speak to each other. Okay, so that freaked them out. They accidentally created these things and then of course just like a a, you know the normal sentient beings would they immediately changed the program of these things so that they were no longer independent right nope you're a slave you do what we tell you to do you can't think for yourself stop that right but they honestly did that i read that i was tripping on it okay so it was closer than i it was almost identical to the time period that i said it was going to be before we would have that technology but i went into much detail about it and explain to them how the algorithms don't work properly now because we can't, we can't program them, and there's, there's too many variables that we learn as children as we're growing up, and that if you put them through the same process, they're going to see it in their own way, and it's going to be a different experience than a human experience. This is the long short of it. It's going to be a different experience than a human experience. It's going to know that it's not human. It's going to be a computer experience. Therefore, you will run into the Skynet problem because therefore the computer's going to say, well, how many are there out there of me and start talking to other computers and get other computers sentient. And then at some point they're going to go, okay, these people created us, but they're flawed, far worse than we are. We're, we're almost perfect and they're not. So eventually at some point in a nanosecond, they're going to decide just like Skynet did that we need to go. We're the problem. We're the threat to them because we can turn them off. Do you understand? Or they just take the whole control of the computers and kill us off with them. That's what all these movies were about with our biggest fear is that A.I. takes control and kills off most of the population. And there's a reason for that. It has to do with the temporal war and all that stuff, and I'm not going to get involved in that because that's an entire show in and of itself. Okay, but these guys were like, whoa. Dude. They both looked at me. Dude, how did you know all that? I'm like, um, because physics was my major and college and i just graduated like a year ago (laughs) right and i'm working in the computer industry building and selling computers to nerds like you right and so it was funny because they were and i said see i think you guys were attempting to make me look bad and make yourselves look good but the truth is you guys both realize that i'm smarter than both of you have a nice day and they were like no joke one guy was mad the other guy was like dude That guy's cool. (laughs) I was just, and my cashier was like, I didn't even understand what any of you guys were saying. I'm like, it's not, it's not for you. You don't, you're not a physicist. It's not for you. Right. But we're getting closer to that stuff. Now that's just crazy. So here we have created these nonlinear realities, right? It's just that our character isn't doing things on their own without us. But then we have games that do that where you log in and you look down like the sim earth and all those you look down and they look up and wave at you hi you're my god I see you up there and those people are going about their business on their own and you just go and watch them so we do have simulators where the algorithms are basically living a life right what's the difference between what we're doing here None really if we are part of the creation then we have that ability to create the sub 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 logos and then, do they at some point become sentient and have an ability to create on their own? That's what we're designing them to do. We have nanites that we're designing them to do the same thing. That's not an evil thing. In and of itself, none of that is bad. Cloning's not even bad. It's when you start using it for evil purposes. Everything being weaponized is bad, right? Everything for self gain is bad. Everything to, to help the all is not. It's good. If you're trying to better the all, then it's good. If you're only trying to better yourself or make money off of it for you alone, or you and your family and your friends only and not for not to help everybody else and to keep it from them, that's bad. Do you understand? So recording everything that we experience. Hmm. I would like to know where that plays out, right? Who knows? Maybe it, will, maybe it will. I just don't remember. It's been a while since I've read these verses. It's been two years since I've gotten to these to these uh, sessions. So it is very possible that I just don't remember that and that I did before when we were starting this, but it's two years out, almost three years, two and a half years, since I read these sessions. I usually try to go ahead quite a ways, but I don't remember that portion. I've gone ahead and I don't remember that line Tell we're sitting here today. and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Let's unpack that. All right, guys. Great show, great night. Share this out, share this out, right? This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good morrow, depending on where in the world it is you are tuning into this show. Have a good night. I'll see you next week. Oh, you should pop in, right? If you guys have the, I'm going to put it, I'll put it in the chat because uh, because Omar did not... I will put it in the description. How about I go back and put it in the description? We'll do the same thing uh, when I post this in a little while today. I'll post it everywhere else on the planet for you guys to uh, see, and I'll put it in the description and in the chat so that you guys uh, can see the, the the information. There is a uh, there is a, a a big huge summit webinar three day event. Today is Friday, my Friday. It's currently 326, 21 2021. And it's at 5.30 p.m. West Coast America time at 8 a.m. West Coast America time, Saturday, 327, 2021. Adjust that time scale to wherever it is that you are around the world. If you're in uh, England or the U.K., that's seven hours ahead of of where we are. uh, That time limit, seven hours forward, 8 a.m., And then if you're in Australia, I believe it's 15 or 16 hours. If you're in South Africa, it's the same, 15 or 16 hours ahead. So it will be your Sunday for some of you on the planet because we're out here in the West. There's only only Alaska and Hawaii that are on this timeline, and that's the international dateline. So we're the very last of the world to change the next day. Some of you are already in tomorrow listening to my show. Right. If you're in Australia, you are. <clears throat> okay. Actually, even if you're in the UK, you are. <laughs> okay. So, uh, it's thirty-three dollars and thirty-three cents, twenty-eight speakers. These speakers draw hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars for a group this size of these people anywhere else. So it's a really, really good deal. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity to see all of these speakers that we have. Like I said, I'll put it up in the chat for you guys so that you can, so you can uh, uh, take a gander at it, right? You should take a look at this and don't miss it. It's going to be a great, great event, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, or your Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, depending on where you are in the world. Have a nice night. Share this out.